You're listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast for drivers who want to be calm and confident on the road. We will be sharing tips, stories and advice to beat driving nerves and anxiety and build your driving confidence. Whether you are just starting out as a learner or have had your driving license for years, if you want to transform how you feel about driving, this podcast is for you. In this episode, we're going to be talking about an experience that Kev's just very recently had. And it's a bit of an unusual experience. And that was a blindfolded drive. As a company, for a long time, for several years, we've supported a small charity called Speed of Sight. And Speed of Sight is headed up by Mike Newman. Now, Mike holds the world records for the fastest blind man driving. And we've heard him speak on a couple of occasions at various driving instructor conferences and events. And from the first time we heard him speak, we knew that his charity was a charity that we wanted to support. So the charity provide driving experiences for people who are blind or disabled and wouldn't otherwise ordinarily be able to drive on the road. And this charity provides them with the opportunity to have a go at driving and experience what it's like. So we were attending a recent event and they were offering for driving instructors to have a go at driving around a course blindfolded. So obviously, we thought this would be a good idea for Kev. So Kev, what made you want to give this a go? So one of the main reasons why I wanted to give this a go was to experience what it feels like to have one of your senses taken away from you. How does that feel? How does that comprehend to driving? I'm confident driving all types of vehicles, but that's because I've got my sight. That's because I can use everything. If you are no longer able to see what you can do or what you can normally do, how does that then affect you? And I want you to go through that experience and speed of sight made that possible for me. Yeah, it's great. And it, it was such a great opportunity to get a bit more involved in the charity and really experience firsthand what it is that they do. And we know them personally, so that made it easier for us to feel more confident is what I'm going to say before I actually put the blindfold on and go driving. So how was it? Very different. It wasn't what I was expecting. I thought I was a confident driver and this would be, yeah, I'd just be able to get it in a couple of goes and then I'll be able to drive round and not like that at all. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was uh, slightly more... Um, yeah, totally different. I can't think of a word to describe it at the moment, but it will come to me. But yeah, it was a confusing experience, definitely. Yeah. And before you put the blindfold on and before you got in the car, I'd asked you a couple of times in the lead up, checked in with you a couple of times. Yeah. How are you feeling? Because I was beginning to feel the butterflies on your behalf. And every time I asked you, you were... Yeah, no, it's fine. I feel fine. Yeah, I was I was totally fine. I was totally fine up to the point where you have the blindfold put on and the, the crash helmet goes on as well. And then it's all of a sudden, it's a bit real. It wasn't quite what I was expecting. 
I knew I was going to be blindfolded. I wouldn't be able to see, but it just felt very different. And yeah, I haven't experienced anything like this before. So I suppose I was a little bit confused as to what was going to happen because in the lead up to it, we hadn't actually seen any of this in action at all. So I was going into it blind, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I've seen the track. I, it's, you know, it's knew where we were going to be. It was fairly big sort of like little track that we had to go round and didn't know what we was going to do, but I thought we might do a couple of figure eights and go round the outside of it, something along those lines. So, yeah, I felt safe that I was going to be able to do this quite easily. Little did I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very confusing. And you have to fully trust the person that's sitting next to you. My guide, Tina, was fantastic and... Yeah, it was her instructions, and you have to just follow what she says. There is no other way to drive this car. You cannot do a little turn or a little bit of this. It's very precise instructions that she gives you. And the first thought I had is, I'm not in control of this. I'm not in control. I don't know what I'm doing. And through my mind's eye, I'd seen the track. So I knew what we was going to do, but I was so disorientated. I was just so confused with why was I turning left when I should be turning right? It was, didn't make sense to me. So yeah, so I'm driving this car and well, I'm steering the car, I'm not actually driving it, but I'm steering this car. Tina's got all the controls for me, but I really started to feel the sensation of panic. I started gripping the steering wheel really, really tightly. I felt I was, I knew I was turning the steering wheel, but it, it felt juddery. And Tina even said to me, do you normally steer like that? And it was like, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> normally steer. So I had to like come out. And, but I couldn't. I couldn't really move because it was so, I was so stressed. Yeah. Um. Yeah, definitely. Definitely stressed. And... The more I became stressed, the harder I started gripping the steering wheel. <laughs> I felt my stomach start to churn, and you can start to feel, you know, my stomach was like being on a roller coaster. Um, but on a roller coaster, you can see what's coming. Very weird experience. And yeah, no, it was very, very hard to describe in the moment, but not what I was expecting at all. Yeah. And because you are always in control, and as a drive an instructor most of us mere mortals think that you driving instructors are a crazy bunch because you're always allowing somebody else to be in control of the car but the truth is that you are always in control of the car even though it's your students driving it and you've driven everything haven't you from forklift trucks up to articulated lorries so control and driving they're your thing Sometimes on the website, I talk about zones, whether somebody's in their comfort zone, whether somebody is in their challenge zone, whether they're in their panic zone, or whether they're in their failure zone. What zone would you say, or which zones would you say that you experienced? At the beginning, it was a comfort. There was no issues at all. Probably a little bit of a stretch when we started to move. I thought this is all right, but it felt weird. But as soon as you start to turn, and you couldn't see where you was going. And 
you have to trust that person that's next to you. That's where it became panic. And I don't think I really came out of the panic until we stopped and the helmet came off and the balaclava came off and then I could start to breathe again. But yeah, the breathing changed for me. I suppose I was trying to just have long breaths, but that just didn't happen. It was all short, very, very quick breaths. There was no relaxed, long out breaths on, you know, there was none of that. It was very short, almost like just quick one second in, one second out, very, very quick all the time. And you, you, you can't do anything. That was one of the things. It was just, I can't do anything. I can't turn the steering wheel anymore. And it still even gets me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was something you said to me afterwards about your breathing that was really interesting, that your mind was telling you you couldn't breathe through your mouth and you had to breathe through your nose. Yeah, and that was, you know, I was driving, obviously. you got the balaclava that comes over your mouth, but the blindfolds on, but my nose was out. I could breathe through my nose. Um, but my mind was telling me, because my mouth was covered, that I couldn't use my mouth. I couldn't open my mouth. I had to keep it closed. But again, in theory, we've been wearing masks all this time for so long. Why couldn't I breathe normally? And it was the moment that took over. The moment took over what I wanted to do. The moment took over how I was breathing, which in turn gave me these emotions, these behaviours that caused me to panic. And yes, I was, I did everything that I was supposed to do, but I was in a real panic because I was disorientated. But breathing was not how it should be. Normally I'm driving along and I'm just relaxed. I'm breathing normally. But in that moment where I could not see, it just changed. So would you say that when stress came in, logic went out? Definitely. Oh, 100%. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to experience this. I thought I would be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I would be okay listening to someone else tell me what to do because I've done training before and people do that. But it has now given me a fantastic experience where I can now relate that to people that are going for driving tests or people that are going for any other type of test or people that are having a disability that restricts them from doing something. And I now can relate that. I have this experience and that was what I wanted to do. But this situation has now given me a new perspective on it. And how can I use that now to help others? And that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to do this. Yeah. Do you think that you'll recognise those stress signals in other people now? So, for example, in your students or anybody else who, you know, well, other people at other times? Yeah, I think that the first one to notice, it's got to be the breathing. Your breathing will change. When you try and talk, you can't talk properly. It's very short words. Yes, no. That was one of the things that when Tina was talking to me, it was short words. There was no conversation going on. Obviously, we couldn't have great conversation because she was trying to tell me what to do. <laughs> but it was one of those things that I noticed was my conversation was very short words. My breathing was restricted. So I've started to recognise that I need to look at that more 
to to help people. Yeah. yeah. So you you'll recognise those symptoms in others because you've experienced them before yourself now. Yeah. And one of the things in for driving tests is that people say, "Well, I don't know where I'm going," so that's making me anxious. Well, if you put a blindfold on, you haven't got a clue where you're going. Yeah. So I've actually experienced <laughs> that now from a different, obviously, uh, situation. But does it really matter? So I've got something now that I can use that's going to, I am sure, is going to help people that I train for driving tests or if they've got a full license and they are looking to drive to new areas for a new job or something you know similar along those lines. I've got this experience that I can draw upon and I've now got those feelings. I know where they, those feelings in my body, what they were like. So I can use that to help people in the future. Brilliant. Would you do it again? Not for a long while. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I would. To tell you the truth, I would. Because, again, what I want to do is a similar sort of thing. Yeah, maybe a different place. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great experience. In the time, not very pleasant as such, although it was great. And I got exactly what I wanted out of it. Um, but I, yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Logic is going out of the window again, just thinking about it. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Mike and his world records in a later episode. So Mike's going to come on as a guest um, on a future episode. And I think it's going to be fascinating to talk to him about what it's like to be blind and break world records. And he's not just broken records in driving. He's done it on bikes and speedboats. So it's going to be fascinating talking to him in that episode about nerves and confidence. And I can't wait to hear what he says. But how do you feel about his world records now? It's just utterly amazing um, how you can drive a car at those speeds around a track is awe-inspiring. You must have something deep inside you, a an inner strength that tells you you can do something. And that is what I would love to talk to Mike about. There must be something in him that says, this is what I want to do, and this is how I'm going to do it, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. And he must have an amazing amount of trust in his team. Definitely. His team, they obviously must get on. They must talk in a certain way. But they, you know, they, the amount of trust between both of them has got to be spot on. Yeah, definitely. And obviously it must take a lot of practice. And I'm suddenly feeling the need to put in a don't try this at home type warning on the episode <laughs> yeah don't try blindfolded don't try this at home <laughs> no this is all done in a controlled environment the cars are specially designed for this experience so yeah don't try this at home but if you ever get the chance give it a go with these people they are amazing yeah and we would love for anybody who's listening, if you're interested, please go and have a look at the Speed of Sight website. Have a look at the activity days that they do. Maybe consider making a donation to them. Follow them on Facebook, follow them on social media and just give them some support. That would be great. 
So we will put all of the details in the show notes as always and have a great day, whatever you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Driving Confidence Podcast. If you would like to access any of our free tools, go to confidentdrivers.co.uk forward slash free tools and begin to transform how you feel about driving.